Hey everyone, and welcome back to r slash pro revenge, the subreddit where people post stories where they get revenge on someone who wronged them in some way. Today's story, the epic story of the not-so-sexy librarian. I got a job at the local library in the summer of 2016. Strap in, kids, because in order for you all to understand the true artistry of my revenge, this is going to be a long, delicious ride. At this time, I was a poor undergrad student who had just gotten out of an abusive relationship and was riddled with anxiety. In my new living situation, I had to earn more money than I was making as a tutor in the college writing center, so I applied to work part-time as a shelver in the mornings before I would go to class. Now, I said local library, but it's actually a bit more complex. The library system I was working for was one of the best in its area of the United States. We had a dozen or so branches. The main branch of the library had a coffee shop, an indoor theater, and a sub-basement full of books, along with suspiciously well-kept underground bunker full of important state documents. I worked at a branch, and it was considered one of the larger branches, the second largest in terms of collection, and the only branch outside the main library equipped with a maker lab. I got this job by the grace of some benevolent god, and in part because I have a friend from college who worked in the maker lab that could vouch for my character. After a brief training period in the main library, I arrived for my first real day with a box of donuts for my coworkers in a hand and a smile on my face at six in the morning. Unfortunately, my manager did not arrive on time. Enter the children's librarian, who did show up early to set up for story time and let my anxious ass inside. Enter our antagonist, who I will refer to as my least favorite character from Friends, Monica. Monica did not like me from the start. This is in part due to circumstances beyond my control, which I found out after the fact. One of her friends had applied to shelve at the library, but did not get the position because Monica's vouching did not carry as much weight as my friends, as well as the fact that I was better qualified. She also did not like me because, and I cannot make this up, I brought donuts. See. She worked two jobs, one as a barista at the coffee shop and bakery across the parking lot, along with her job as a circulation assistant at the library. She was reportedly quite unhappy with my decision to bring donuts from a competing breakfast chain while everyone else passed on her bagels. Side note, who even likes bagels, really? Fortunately for me, I didn't see much of Monica at this time. She worked a mid-shift since her mornings were at the coffee shop, but she was coming in when I was clocking out. This still didn't stop her from making sure I was aware of her disdain by taking up space in front of my work locker while she was coming on shift, so I would have a hard time getting my things and leaving in time to make my classes or my second job. A few months passed, and around Christmas, a couple of our part-time branch assistants decided they were going to retire. This left us in a bind. We had two positions to fill, and we were coming up on holiday break, which is a busy time for the library. I had only been working in my position as a shelver since late summer, but something in me, read four shots of Jack Daniels at 2am, led me to apply for the position anyway. 
Again, by the grace of God and the recommendation of several people, I got the job. This is a good place to fit this in as well as any. My assistant manager was a good-natured sort of guy who had only started working in his position a couple of months before me. I was the first person he ever trained for both shelving and for an assistant position. The unfortunate truth was that my being trained by someone who was still in training himself showed. My ability to do my own job was also hindered by Monica, who tried multiple times to sabotage me. She would tell me wrong information or stay quiet if she knew I was misinformed. The problem was that this would backfire on her. Monica would tell me something untrue, and when I would be corrected, I never let her get away with it. Part of the reason I had gotten the position of circulation assistant is because I turned in a programming outline for a weekly anime club at the library. I know, I'm a nerd, but you're on Reddit, so... And it had been approved, but stalled in implementation. I was seen as a figure who could help revitalize our teen programming by our children's librarian. Another blow to Monica, who was in charge of the current programming for teens, which amounted to nothing more than an after-school study hall. Again, we were the second largest library branch in our system. We were expected to do better. Encroaching on her teens was nothing short of war, even though I pointed out she had other responsibilities that were piling up around the library that stagnated when she was doing her glorified babysitting. I also got chosen for assignments that made me popular with the library staff. When other branches were short-staffed, our branch would be asked if we could send someone to help pick up the shift. I was given this task quite a bit in the winter for a rather stupid reason. I drove a Jeep, and so my four-wheel drive was ideal for driving unplowed roads. Monica, in comparison, took public transport, so her chances of getting chosen were slim to zero. This also meant I picked up more friends at the other branches. What can I say? I'm charismatic. It helped that I wasn't on my phone all the time either. Something Monica had been reprimanded for pretty regularly. I'm not talking about a couple checks here and there throughout the hour. I'm talking every five minutes, texting, checking Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Vine, etc. She did it behind the desk. She did it in the back. She did it on the floor between the stacks. She did it checking in books, and part of the reason she loved watching the teens was because she could be on her phone practically uninterrupted for an hour and a half. At one point, she lost her phone, used the library phone to call it, and then, when that didn't work, got on the phone with her sister to activate her where's my phone feature from home, which meant we were slammed up front while she walked her sister through the process. Now that you have the background information and your FedEx order of Chekhov's guns, here's how this bitch got our assistant manager fired. I processed a library card wrong. There was a patron who came in, and through a series of wacky circumstances involving a former security action on him and a very generic-ass milk test name, I mixed up some library accounts, put a new card on the wrong account, and then had to start a new application with a new card. All told, I spent half an hour getting this guy a card, and then had to go on my break immediately, because I was 20 minutes from leaving my needed to get my 15 minutes in before I left. In the rush, I left the dead library card on the counter. 
When I went back, it was gone. I panicked. I looked everywhere for it in the 10 minutes before I had to leave to go to class. I couldn't find it. And when I left, I was so consumed with anxiety about wondering where it went that I neglected to tell anyone what had happened. A big, big mistake. But anxiety is a hell of a drug. When I came into work a couple days later, I found out through an email it had been discovered, slotted back in with the other new unassigned library cards. I knew for damn sure that of all places I could have put it, it wouldn't have been there. I realized the person working at that computer when I had come back off my break was Monica. How does this translate to our AM getting fired? Well, I had been the first and only assistant he had trained since we hired our other assistant internally and this was a capital BD, big a deal, so my F up was a mark on his record as well as mine. It was around this point that I left the library. I was starting to get heat from my manager for some other unrelated issues involving mental health days, and I was promoted at the college writing center, making better pay. So I decided to cut my losses and leave. Apparently, they fired my AM not long after, and he was forced to uproot his family, who had already moved so he could work at this job, and moved to another state. Part of that was my F-up, I'll admit to that, but the majority of it was because it looked like I had hidden the card after the fact. Fast forward to January of 2018, and take the safety off those guns. This is where we start getting wild. I'm scrolling through Twitter on my lunch break, and a notification pops up that someone has liked a chain of tweets from almost four months earlier. That's weird in of itself, given I was very active on Twitter at this time, and those were buried by at least 500 more tweets. They were also about how I talked to someone who worked at the library, and they had left soon after I did, and I was venting about poor leadership. It was very off-brand for my Twitter. I checked out who had liked them, and to my surprise, it was, of all people, Monica. I scrolled through her account and noticed some very interesting things. You see, the Twitter account she had used to like those tweets was a not-so-safe-for-work BDSM account. Surprise! I saw much, much more Monica that day than I frankly ever wanted to see. But then I looked closer at some of the pictures, and despite wanting to use bleach for eye drops, I screen-capped a couple and saved them on my laptop before going back to work. Later that day, I sent her a message through Facebook. To be honest, I wanted to know how she found me on Twitter. At that time, I wasn't using my real name, and I was posting a lot of incendiary things about the government the kind of thing you want to stay anonymous for. In short, I was surprised she had tracked me down and needed to figure out where the leak was. When I approached her about it, she got nasty with me. She told me nobody cared about what I was writing, that I shouldn't talk shit about her work family, and that I had only left the library because I couldn't hack it. Then she blocked me. So I was pissed. I remembered months of enduring abuse from her, how she'd blocked me from making teen programming better just because she wanted some time on her goddamn phone, how she had gotten me in trouble and my boss fired 
over some petty bullshit and all the other microaggressions too plentiful to list. And I decided, all right, bitch, it's on. I went back online after taking a breath and she must have realized her mistake because she had blocked me on Twitter and locked her account. That was fine by me because I had already gotten what I wanted. The pictures of her that I had saved, those were taken at the library. See, since we're a rather large branch, we have some pretty recognizable features in the library for anybody who's ever worked there or even walked inside. She had taken some pictures of herself topless in the back cubicles. There was one picture of herself in her underwear and the stacks, evident by the carpeting pattern, and most damning, a picture of her flashing her ass with the children's section windows in the background. I gathered all these pictures up, wrote an email as a concerned anonymous patron to the HR department from a burner email, sent it, and I sat back and waited. The effects were pretty damn immediate and started toppling like dominoes. She was fired in a record two days, and my friend in the Maker Lab told me she was escorted from the building. None of the other workers knew why, but word spread through the other branches because they had to bring people in to staff her position, which meant a rotating cast of faces coming in and wondering why she'd been fired so immediately. Usually, even in firing people, the library would give them two weeks so the position could be filled. Eventually, someone subbing in must have had a contact in HR because that's when I started getting messages from literally everyone I ever worked with all at the same time asking me, did you know Monica was making pornography in the library? But remember that children's librarian who let me in on my first day and had recommended me for my promotion? I remember how Monica's other job was at the coffee shop across the parking lot? Well, after the incident with Monica and my assistant manager getting fired, that had a negative effect on my manager's record, so she was fired as well. As the librarian with the most seniority, the children's librarian was appointed interim manager. She had also heard the rumor about Monica, but wasn't aware of the details until she got access to those records as the new manager and saw that Monica had taken pictures and that some of those pictures were in the children's section, which she was, as you might imagine, fiercely protective of. As it just so happened, the owner of the coffee shop across the lot went to her church, so she found him after service and told him about why Monica had been fired from the library. Apparently, there had been a couple of incidences at her other job where she had disappeared into the walk-in with her phone, and some employees thought they saw her in compromising positions, but were never sure, so they could never take action on it. After being told about why she'd been fired from the library, and that she had been exposing herself again in the children's section where his grandkids play and pick out their books, he also fired her. But wait, there's more. Monica had also been doing well enough at the library and the coffee shop that she'd finally bought herself a car. Great news, except that once she lost both of her jobs, she couldn't afford the payments. Trying to get a new job was also difficult, given that her past employers weren't shy about giving her bad references and explaining why she was fired. 
so her car got repossessed after she missed too many payments. She had also just applied to the college where I was working so she could get an English undergrad, then a master's in library sciences. She ended up having to withdraw since her scholarship was revoked after she was fired and she no longer had a reliable way to get to campus. No job, no car, kicked out of college before she even took her first class? Could Monica's life get any worse? Oh, it could. Turns out her boyfriend wasn't aware of her taking these pictures and posting nudes of herself on the internet. When he found out from one of her former co-workers at the library why she'd been fired, turns out she had lied to him about it. The two of them broke up and guess where she had been living? So she ended up moving back in with her mom, who I'm sure was really, really curious about why her daughter had been having such a streak of bad luck. Sorry, Monica. <laughs> Looks like no one told you life was gonna be this way. And that's gonna wrap up today's post. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this story as much as I enjoyed reading it. Um, what are you guys' thoughts and reactions on this one? Do you think Monica deserved what she got after all of this? I'd love to hear them in the comments below. If you liked the video, please leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash pro revenge and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening.